Welcome to Friends and Daggers, the daily blogcast that opens up the scriptures and helps us understand the person and the work of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins. Now, in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 11, um, the writer says, Both the one who makes men holy and those who are made holy are of the same family, so Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers. So, the one who makes men holy, again, this is the active work of God. This is the person of Jesus on our behalf. He is the one who has kept the law perfectly in all ways and goes to the cross and suffers for us, bears our sin. And then he wants to give to us his works, give to us his holiness. So Hebrews 2, 11, again, both the one who makes men holy, that's Jesus, and those who are made holy, that's us, are of the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers. Now, again, the message of the prophets and all throughout the scriptures is uh, you have not kept the covenant. Repent. Turn from your sin. Acknowledge it. Receive the works of Jesus. Rejoice in that. And then again, the message of the prophets speak to our lives because we're continue to be uh, sinful in our uh, corrupted nature. And yet, declared a saint by God in Christ Jesus. But in this rebellious life of this world, the message of the prophets rings true to us again. Repent. Turn from your sin. Acknowledge it. Agree with God. If you say you have no sin, you deceive yourselves, and the truth is not in you. And then, receive. Receive the works of Jesus. Receive the forgiveness of sins. Rejoice in that. And then, repeat. So, Leviticus is this book as well as the book of Hebrews, about uh, the holiness of God given to us. So, active and passive. God is the one who makes us holy in Jesus. In the person and work of Jesus, the Holy Spirit gives to us his finished work. So, God makes us holy. Another way you could say it is that we then receive. We receive the holiness of Jesus. So, how does that happen? Well, Leviticus gives us a picture of that. There is this sacred rhythm that God gives to his people, uh, sacred uh, places and acts, as well as a sacred participation. So in Leviticus chapter 23, uh, there is this religious, you could say, this religious rhythm, this calendar given to the people of Israel. We see it uh, fulfilled in the person of Jesus Uh, The Apostle Paul speaks of it in Colossians chapter 2. He says, Don't let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regard to a religious festival, a new moon celebration, or a Sabbath day. These are a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. So Paul is talking about this, this sacred rhythm, right? Evening and morning. Evening and morning. That's the rhythm of Genesis chapters 1 and 2. After six days, there is a seventh day called the Sabbath, that the people are to rest. There is then these appointed feasts, Passover, uh, uh, unleavened bread, and first fruits. uh, The the Feast of Weeks, or also known as Pentecost, uh, the Day of Atonement the festival of tabernacles or booths. These are God's appointed feasts or or festivals. These holy days, 
and they are to remind the people of God's work. They teach, uh, they teach the word and the promises. Uh, they give the redemptive gifts. Uh, again, the Apostle Paul says, all of these Old Testament festivals and, and feasts, this, this sacred rhythm, these new moon celebrations, these Sabbath days, um, these religious festivals, they were just a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. So Jesus is really then the fulfillment of all of these Old Testament feasts. He is, he is the blood of the Lamb on the doorpost. He is the Passover. Uh, he is the one fulfilled in tabernacles or booths. He is the one who dwells among his people. John 1 says, verse 14, The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. The Spirit of God is poured out on the day that we call uh, call it Pentecost. Uh, it's really the Feast of Weeks that is being celebrated in Acts chapter 2. And the Spirit of God rushes through the temple, the house, and these disciples now are empowered to speak about the work uh, of Jesus, the death and the resurrection of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins, calling the people to repent and to be baptized. So all of these Old Testament uh, festivals are fulfilled, or you could say filled to the full in Jesus. So there's that sacred rhythm. There's sacred places and acts. And uh, as you read the book of Leviticus, you'll see these uh, portrayed in great detail. The tabernacle, uh, the priest, uh, the sacrifice, uh, again, all these are fulfilled or filled to the full in Jesus. The book of Hebrews is this great book to read uh, in parallel to Leviticus. And it will speak about how Jesus is the great high priest, how he, he is the sacrifice. Uh, he is the temple, the, the tabernacle. So you'll see sacred rhythm, uh, a sacred place and acts. But all of these are done to to distribute uh, the promises of God, to give the promises of God. You could say, uh, in this language, to receive the works of Messiah. And so there's a sacred participation. There's a, a sacred sharing in uh, the works, the triune God who creates, redeems, and sanctifies. And as the people are to be a part of this sacred rhythm and sacred acts, they, um, they remember the works of God. Now, better said is that they are remembered to it, that they actually participate in it. So when the Passover lamb was shed on the blood of the doorposts, and Jesus is that Passover lamb, uh, we participate in that great exodus. The ultimate exodus being freed from the bondage to sin and death and the devil. There is a crossing of the Red Sea and being brought to, to Sinai, a wandering in the wilderness and being brought into the promised land, being given water and bread and, and this light that guides in the tabernacle. All of those uh, literal events we participate in in full in Jesus. He is, again, the Passover lamb, the blood shed on the wood. We have crossed through the Red Sea in baptism. God does provide for us our daily bread in the wilderness. We uh, are given living water 
Jesus is the bread of life. He leads and guides us. He tabernacles with us. And one day, he will bring us into the promised land, the place he has prepared for us. So God has these appointed feasts and festivals and holy days. And they were to remind the Old Testament people of God's work and the promises. The promises of Messiah who was to come. And also all of the redemptive redemptive gifts. Again, Exodus 31 speaks of this as God making his people holy. He says, I want you to know that I am the Lord. I am the Lord who makes you holy. Hebrews chapter 2, perhaps it just says it so clearly for us about this one who is our brother taking on human flesh to bring us into the family and to sanctify us, to make us holy. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 11. Both the one who makes men holy and those who are made holy are of the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers. <laughs>